Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. Hello and welcome to another episode of Attacking Third, a CBS Sports Soccer Podcast. I'm Sandra Herrera, lead NWSL writer for CBS Sports. Joined today as always by my colleague and co-host Lisa Roman, NWSL analyst and broadcaster. On today's episode, we have a United States Women's National Team 2022 preview and a little bit of a wish list. We're still keeping things in the holiday spirit in light of the 2021 season coming to a close before we get into everything quick update spotify now has the feature to leave a review for your favorite podcast it just takes a second so go ahead and leave us a five-star review on spotify it really helps us out here on attacking third you can also follow us on twitter at attacking third and or on youtube at youtube.com slash attacking third lisa i can't believe it we're officially about to bid farewell to 2021 how are we already here? I feel like we just launched this podcast. We just started hanging out four times a week together, Sandra, recording these episodes. Um, it's crazy that Attacking Third, we launched this year. It's the end of our first year, even though it hasn't been uh, a full 365 days. Um, but we made it the end of 2021. And now we get to jump into 2022. Heck yeah, I'm pumped for it. We did it. Happy New Year to everyone. Let's go. How are you? It's I'm I'm in the same energy. I'm I'm here for it. It's it's something about this time of year, right? Where you just get all reflective and you start thinking about everything and the year that just took place behind you, looking ahead to the year that could be taking place in front of you. And uh, we even did that, you know, both as individuals together as like homies, but also even like on the podcast, like doing a U.S. Women's National Team top three moments. That was really exciting for us. Uh, but we're, we're definitely leaning into the looking ahead a little bit in this episode because we're going to walk through an early 2022 preview ahead for the United States Women's National Team. It's going gonna, it's gonna to be a big one. It, it's an important year. I mean, this is the year of preparation ahead of the 2023 World Cup, which will take place, uh, hosted by Australia and New Zealand. And with most things for the United States Women's National Team on the schedule, they'll likely kick things off with a January camp and then roll into a She Believes Cup in early 2022, typically February, early March, a four-team round-robin-style tournament. Uh, it's been around for six years. The United States have won it already Four times started in 2016. It was England, France, Germany, and then United States, Brazil, and Japan. Then joined along with Spain and Argentina and Canada. And there's always been a little bit of rotation in terms of the clubs because it got started as that type of tournament. They wanted this tournament to be something in place for the United States women's national team to have a competitive fixture like this against other top 
tier teams. And it also included other fun events like the She Believes Summit, which includes, you know, panels, chats, breakout rooms, uh, speakers from the STEM industry to professional athletes, all about empowering young women. Um, and I love She Believes Cup. It, it, uh, it, it was sort of this kind of baby thing that started with mm -hmm. uh, Lauren Holiday, and it has just sort of manifested into this annual event. And like most things for the United States Women's National Team, when you look at the year ahead, this is one of the, the, the top things that, that occur in the, the top half of the year. Yeah, it's really the first event of 2022 for the United States Women's National Team. Uh, they have the January camp, which we're going to get into, but it's the first time to face competition and it prepares them for the year that they have ahead of them, whether it's Olympic qualifiers in the past or what will be World Cup qualifiers in 2022. It's it sets the stage and it's a chance to kind of uh, have younger players that came into January camp get minutes and actually see game experience, not just in scrimmages at camps and in training. Um, against other United States players, but to face international competition. Because for some players that get called up for camps in January, it's their first time facing big international competition. And the She Believes Cup is big. It's a big deal when you win it. Um, it it's fun to attend. It's really the whole culture around it, like you said, with the summit and and She Believes and empowering young women and then a, a chance for young women's national team players to make their mark, get a first cap, if they will, get some first goals with the national team. So it's big. And that's that's how the 2022 year will start for the United States women's national team. It's, it's a big year, right? I mean, uh, we talked about it, like World Cup qualifiers coming and with the World Cup in 2023, this is a big establishing year for the United States women's national team and for Vlako Andonovsky. I think that's a, a key word, right? That should be when we're looking at power words, making a word cloud, I think, for this year. I think that is the main word to, the, to focus in on because it sort of rolls out of that January camp, right? And I think that first early competition maybe gives a little bit of a deeper insight and look into who is really making impacts in those training environments, in those camps with the U.S. with the U.S. women's national team. Uh, because if you get called into a tournament like She Believes Cup, chances are you are probably coming off of a pretty impressive uh, training camp. So uh, in the January camp. So I'm, I'm looking forward. I like that those team, those two things mm -hmm. sort of kind of go with each other. They, they roll out, uh, you know, adjacent to, to one another. So uh, I'm going to be looking at uh, the next bit of information, but this kind of gets broken down into maybe two parts because there are World Cup qualifiers that are going to be taking place in 2022 and they do kick off in January. However, the United States women's national team and team Canada have straight buys into the CONCACAF women's championship, which will take place in July of 2022. So what is going to be occurring in January of 2022, and all of our great listeners can catch these games on Paramount Plus because CBS has a broadcast rights to them. Uh, the January qualifiers for CONCACAF will be for the other nations to participate alongside the United States and Canada in the CONCACAF Women's Championship because that tournament that, take that takes place in uh, July is two groups of four teams. So you have eight total national teams mm -hmm. competing for spots in 
the World Cup. Uh, so the top two teams advanced to a knockout stage and two other teams joined them in sort of a semifinal uh, format. And then there's a final four to lift the, the trophy, right? <laughs> the CONCACAF Women's Championship qualifiers. Uh, but all of these, again, all of these things sort of bleeding into one another a little bit. So even though there's going to be a CONCACAF qualifiers that doesn't include U.S. and Canada in January, there is going to be the big one in July 2022 that sort of centers in on those eight teams. And we're excited to cover that here on attacking third as well we are very very excited for that and and these qualifying games um i don't i i don't know if it's good or bad that the united states already qualifies for the the women's championship because i think those extra games could have been really good and useful for the United States. And I know that Vlako Andonovsky will schedule friendlies and they'll have plenty of training and they will be prepared. But for other teams that will play rounds and rounds of, of qualifying games leading up to that championship, that's really big for those teams. And because we're looking at um, potentially a different roster in 2022 for the United States women's national team, it could be a chance for them to get good opportunities because the team, Sandra, that goes to the CONCACAF Women's Championship and, and qualifies for the World Cup, that roster we will see in 2023 at the at the Women's World Cup. Um, so it's a huge year, establishing year. We're going to keep throwing that word out there because <laughs> it is and it is here for this team. I uh, I know we're talking about this, so not so much in a chronological order, but mostly just big events, big key events that we know are going to be taking place for this United States Women's National Team in 2022. And that is going to include this massive January camp. Uh, January camp is a senior women's national team camp that is held every January, right? It's been held for, for many, many years. And uh, I think maybe it's a good idea before we hop into our next segment, Lisa, to maybe give listeners a, a 101, right? It definitely is because um, for those that don't know, this January camp is really like the epitome and the peak of the United States women's national team. It happens at the beginning of the year. It's an extended training camp. It gathers uh, a big group, one of the biggest groups of training camps that we will see from the United States throughout the year, uh, 24 to 30 players. There can be a lot. Um, it's extensive training. It's hard work. They train two times a day. It is very very, very competitive. And as we've echoed, I sound like a broken record right now, but because it's a World Cup qualifying year, the people that are called into this camp are being directly looked at to be on the World Cup team for the United States. Um, but because it's so competitive and it's highly intense training with fitness levels and hardworking sessions, it's and because they call in such a high number of players and such a big roster, it really allows U.S coaches to look at different players, put them in different positions, move formations around, try new things, try players like Margaret Purse from a forward to an outside back on the left to the right to switching her up in the middle of the game and seeing if that can happen. You see so many different things happening at this January camp. Um, and it's, it's really such a prestigious camp. I'm going to say as, as a young soccer player, if you get called into the January camp, it is very promising that you can make an impact on the U S coaches and it could really launch your career. We saw that happen with uh, then Julie Johnson, who who is Julie Ertz, as we know now as a superstar on the team, Mallory Pugh in, in 2016, she got her first camp with the senior team uh, in this January camp. And then we saw her go into the She Believes Cup um, and and play, get her first cap. And now we know where Mallory Pugh stands with the team. But 
this is really a launching off point for a lot of players. There's a lot of hype that surrounds it um, because coaches are looking at you. It's a direct call out. And it means so much more than the friendlies that happened in 2021 after the Olympics. Um, uh, although those rosters, they, they might play a part in this January camp heading into it, but just a big camp, honestly. Yeah, no, and I love that it's an annual event. I mean, we're you're talking over a decade of of uh, January camps that have been in place since uh, 2009, like you had mentioned. And I also love that it's always uh, an expanded uh, mm-hmm. camp as well in terms of the roster, because so often whenever this team does get together for friendlies during international windows and things like that, it's always a very specific range, right? There's always maybe like a 20 to 23 player uh, roster that is named. And then come those game days, it's really only about 18 to 20 who are able to, you know, dress for those potential friendlies that take place during the international windows. So that's the other side of that, that, that angle that comes into play when we're looking at this January camp is it still has all of those same high intensity, high level competitive type of angles that come into play for this camp, but it's expanded to a larger player pool. And I know that that's always a bit of excitement for people whenever those rosters drop. And that excites us here too at Attacking Third. So we wanted to incorporate uh, an, an additional angle here on this episode for everyone because everybody likes the wish list concept uh, that we've been throwing around from time to time on our episodes. So Lisa and I decided to compose a wish list for the January camp. And it's it's long and lengthy. So we're going to get through that. But first, we're going to take a quick break. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. January camp wish list. So in 2021, Lisa, let's break this down for people so we can give them a little bit of context of how we're going to be rolling things out here. Four goalkeepers, 10 defenders, eight midfielders, and five forwards. Anywhere from 24 to 30 players that have their eyes on making an impact in front of U.S coaching staff. So a lot of times in the past, something else that comes with this, Lisa, is people know that this January camp roster is going to drop, right? And they're like, yeah, you're probably going to see the typical namestays, right? That have been called up over the course of primarily the last year or so. Probably those players who were key figures in whatever international tournament that they're coming off of, whether it's a World Cup or an Olympics, But because it's such a larger expanded roster of players, there's also opportunity for new names to sort of crack that. And we got a little bit of a taste of that already with that final 
November pair of friendlies against Australia where we did see a ton of new players called into the mix. And we're going to try to keep that energy going here, I think, when it comes to a wish list because we aimed high. We have a ton of names on this. We're breaking the mold, Lisa. We're like, why stop at 30? Why not maybe go to 35 or 40? It's it's so funny when we were composing this list of names. It is funny, but you mentioned those friendlies that happened in November um, in the roster. When we looked back and we reflected on 2021 for this team, we highlighted those friendlies in the roster that was put out. We put that episode out earlier this week. Go check it out. It was our top moments of the U.S. Women's National Team in the 2021 year. And the roster that came was one of those moments because we saw a lot of young players. And and as we were compiling our wish list for the January camp coming up in 2022, uh, we had a lot of those names reappearing on our list here because when you see players that don't have caps getting called into friendlies in Australia, uh, that means a lot. That, that It's not just like, hey, we're bringing you into a training camp and we'll see if you get a cap. No, players got their very first cap with this team ending 2021. Um, and I I hope that this January camp is as, uh, I don't know, large as we're hoping it is. Who knows? Maybe the roster will be extended past 30. Uh, that's a lot of players for Blacko and Anofsky to to look at. But for us, Sandra, we aimed high. We want a lot of players in, in this camp in January. We want a lot of players competing. Uh, this is like the epitome of a young player's career. They want this phone call getting into the January camp because it means, okay, you've made it. You're in the spotlight. Now just prove that you deserve to stay there, which can be very daunting for players. But we have a big old wish list uh, to get through, Sandra. How do you want to do this? Do you want to hit it through by roster position? We tend to do that a lot. I think we should start with roster position because, Lisa, we start off with the goalkeepers and the defenders. And again, if you're new here, we are huge fans of defense. So I think we have to go by it by position. And we'll start off with the goalkeepers, defenders, and we'll roll into uh, the middle third and then the frontline players as well. We went big for goalkeepers. We said, you know, if you're going to bring in three, why not bring in four? And then if you're going to bring in four, why not maybe even bring in five or six? We were like, let's just let's just go with it. Uh, for the goalkeepers, we have the regular namestays, right? Adriana French, Alyssa Nair, right? At this point, Jane Campbell as well, uh, moving forward with these goalkeepers. But we want to include that uh, that goalkeepers union to expand a little bit and maybe double that up with Casey Murphy, Bella Bixby, and Aubrey Bledsoe as well. I think we have to include, especially Casey Murphy, uh, because she came in at the end of 2021 in those November matches against Australia and had tremendous, tremendous games. Uh, she got the start in both of them, played full 90 in both of those matches and just proved that she deserves to be there. Um, uh, Alyssa Nair struggling with injuries throughout this 2021 year, but she has still been called into camp so she can get rehabbed by a U.S. training uh, like support staff and, and um, physicians. Uh, Bella Bigsby, she got called in at the end of 2021 to those November camps. She didn't see time on the field, but um, I think that they will give her another chance and call her back in. And then the other name you mentioned on this list that that wasn't in Tokyo, Jane Campbell, A.D. French, Alyssa Nair, was Aubrey Bledsoe, Washington Spirit goalkeeper, won the NWSL championship, won goalkeeper of the year. She is a player that 
proved herself in 2021. Um, and, and because of that, I think Vlako Andonovsky would be remiss if he overlooked her. And as we said, why not call her into this January camp? Having her train alongside players like A.D. French, Casey Murphy, Alyssa Nair, Jane Campbell, um, you can see a lot more of a player when they're training alongside their competition. And you can learn a lot as a player when you're going up against players like Alyssa Nair and A.D. French that competed in the Olympics and, and one bronze for your country. Um, so I hope Aubrey Bledsoe gets called in. She's the one on this list that that maybe could be overlooked, but I don't think so because of all of the accolades that she acquired in 2021. I, I hope she makes her way to this roster. Yeah, I think if you're going to have a big, if a, a big extended camp like that, you know, get a look at more than than three goalkeepers, yeah. you know, I'd, I'd like to see four or five on there. Heck, all six of these, if if, if we could. I, I just really enjoyed watching Casey Murphy in those Australia friendlies. I thought she, you know, stood tall in the, in, in the goalposts quite mm -hmm. literally and figuratively. Uh, she had a big game in that first win and then another one during that draw to close out the uh, the 2021 calendar year. But I think any of these goalkeepers you can make a case for to try to maybe get extended looks into this January camp. And I would even in, include Bella Bixby in that. So she's mm -hmm. maybe the, the goalkeeper in here that doesn't, doesn't have a cap to her name. Right. And hasn't had a ton of experience at that senior level na uh, national team level. So maybe that's exactly why though, you want to get somebody like her involved uh, in the mix of these. So I, I I'm looking at, you know, all of these names and I think, any one of them could have a real shot at maybe getting a star or two during, you know, any uh, upcoming uh, friendlies that take place uh, for this match and, and uh, for, for this team. And I would love to see them maybe get some more starts in there. And that I would even, I'm even really curious to sort of see Alyssa Nair get, get back into this mix because yeah. we're talking about a player who had to exit, you know, the Olympics due to an injury and just hasn't been back since, uh, you know, that, that late summer, of 2021. So in, in January camps, I'm sure they would like to see where she's at in terms of the timeline and how she's healed and how she's looking, come kind of coming off uh, post uh, post injury there. But um, let's take a look at some defenders, Lisa. Let's roll with those next. This is our favorite place to be in the defensive core. We would like to see Becky Sauron, Emily Fox, Tina Davidson, Emily Sonnet, Alana Cook, Sophia Huerta, Kelly O'Hara, Imani Dorsey, Naomi Girma, Abby Dalkemper, Sarah Gordon, and Caprice Didasco in the mix for these defenders. I mean, again, similar vibes, right? Going with a couple of the regular namestays and somebody like a Sarah and O'Hara at this point, uh, an Emily Sonnet. Tierna Davidson, I, I would argue, you know, when we're looking back a little bit at that Olympics that took place in the Tokyo Games, maybe looking for that sort of breakout kind of performance, because that's something that people look at whenever an international tournament comes around. And it's like, Oh, which of the, the players on the national team, the younger players, right. Sort of had maybe a breakout and maybe in that type of those type of performances, maybe it was hard to maybe try to find that. But I think Tierna Davidson really made a case for herself in terms of playing in those sort of high pressure moments and high intense environments. So I definitely want to see her back in the January camps. And uh, we always like to see NWSL play, take a look, you know, mm -hmm. into, into those areas. And I think that's why we have somebody like a Sarah Gordon, somebody like a Caprice Didasco in this mix as well, because they are coming off of, 
phenomenal NWSL seasons with their respective clubs at the time. So uh, I like this group. Again, if we're if we could have every single one of these defenders, I think we would want to see them in the mix, right, Lisa? Uh, I we do, but this is a pretty hefty list. This is 12 names that we've put in here um, in 2021. There's 10 defenders. So usually a bigger piece um, uh, of the roster is defenders heading into this camp because it's a position that you need to have really good depth at even if you never touch it, which is heartbreaking to say to maybe second string defenders. Uh, there's always the opportunity uh, late in games, you get substituted in. We could see more of a rotation in the back line from Blacko and Danofsky, but traditionally it's a position in the back line, it, whether there's four in the back or three, but say there's four so many times players, you have to have incredible depth at this position, because if your starting center back goes out for some reason, you cannot have a drop off in personnel that steps into this. So that allows for a bigger pool of defenders to come to this January camp. Um, uh, Becky Sauron, a player that has been on this roster, captain this team for a long time. It, she needs to be in this camp, despite being one of maybe the older players on this roster. Um purely for like her veteran leadership ability and, and what she can do at center back. Um, uh, some of the other ones we talked about, Tierna Davidson, Kelly O'Hara, Abby Dahlkamper, um, Emily Sonnet, they've been on this roster before. Kelly O'Hara, she's one that um, maybe has a question mark next to her name, although she has come out and said very loud and proud that she is not done playing soccer. She just won the NWSL championship with Washington Spirit. Um, but Sandra, when we look at some of these other names that we've thrown into our defensive roster, um, Alana Cook, she got called up to the roster at the end of 2021. Sofia Huerta as well. Um, and Imani Dorsey, a last minute call in from Gotham FC by Vlako Andonovsky to come to Australia at the end of 2021 in November. I, I want to see Imani Dorsey back on this roster wish list because she's a player that didn't get a lot of minutes in Australia and she could be a really proven player in, in the back line for this national team. Um, Sarah Gordon and Caprice Didasco. Why not? I like them on this list, especially because Margaret Purse, we, if you notice, we didn't call her for this roster position. So there's a role to be filled there, even though Margaret Purse is still in the mix. Um, so those are some of the other players that maybe shock people. And then number one overall pick in the 2021 or 2022 NWSL draft, Naomi Gurma. Um, this is a defender. She went to San Diego that has seen time at youth national teams. Um, but she is a defender, a center back that I think if she gets called into this January camp and I really do want her to be called in, it could be a huge learning moment for her before she even gets a taste of the NWSL to be called into this camp and get experience playing alongside some of the best defenders in the world, learning from Becky Sauerbron, but also Emily Fox, another young player that just finished her rookie season in the NWSL as a defender, a Tierna Davidson that's really grown into her own as a center back. Um, if Gurma gets called in, it'll be a huge, huge, learning opportunity for Gurma. So I hope she does. I hope she does. Now, Sandra, we mentioned there's 12 on this defender list. Are there any that could potentially not be called in? Yeah. I mean, I think it's like, who are the wild cards we have here? I mean, you know, it, it, there's a possibility that 
because it's 2022, the main year of preparation for the World Cup, that maybe somebody like a Naomi Girma isn't called mm-hmm. in initially to this one. Right. I think that's there's there's potential for that as well. Uh, I mean, it goes out saying somebody like Crystal Dunn, who has typically been a staple right among that defensive uh, roster position uh, is is not going to be participating in the January camps just just because she announced her pregnancy with her husband and uh, she will probably be unable to participate uh, in the in this camp because she was unable to participate in, um, you know, the the playoff push for Portland Thorn. So she will be missing out on this one uh temporarily for now. So yeah, I, I do think there's there's a couple couple wild cards there. I would I love to see well, of course would I love to see 12 defenders called in <laughs> the January camp. Of course. Of course I would. Uh but I mean I'm also even kind of curious to sort of see I think she's gonna get called in. I don't think she's gonna get left off, but I'm I'm also kind of curious to see you know, um, a potential what I think I might label like a little bit of a comeback here. Not that she necessarily went anywhere, anywhere, but for Abby Dahlkemper, mm-hmm. uh, just because this was a player that I think we saw in the Olympics, along with other players, you know, kind of maybe struggle a little bit, to sort of find her footing uh, within uh, th- that tournament. And, you know, going from North Carolina to Manchester City to coming back to NWSL, but via Houston and now going to San Diego Wave FC. I think this is the player that really wants to get into those January camps and sort of get her, you know, get her chops going and take a bite at that, at that back line and sort of reintroduce herself maybe a little bit uh, because there is a lot of talented defenders uh, within that mix. And that's not even, you know, considering somebody like an Amani Dorsey who sort of came in at the latter end uh, of the year or somebody like a Sarah Gordon who was coming off of one of her best career seasons or, Caprice Idasco, right? Who is coming off of a Defender of the Year award in NWSL, you know? So a different position, you know, in terms of outside backward Idasco but, and Dorsey, but for even somebody like like a Gordon, right? Mm-hmm. Um, to sort of, to keep into that. So I'm, I'm, I'm looking for those. Those will probably be my, my wild cards as well. I'm, I'm, I'm interested to see Albie Dahlkemper and what she, you know, brings out of a, a potential January camp. Let's roll ahead to this middle third here, right? And take a look at where all the magic happens. In the midfield, we have Katarina Macario, Andy Sullivan, Lindsey Horan, Julie Ertz, Rose Lavelle, Chrissy Mewis, Jaylene Howell, Ashley Sanchez, and we've also got Morgan Gatra. Lisa, not as many, right, as uh, as the defenders, but we are equally as impressed always with with, with these players in, in this position. I think it goes without saying, um, people want to see where Julie Ertz is at. Right. Mm-hmm. Play another player similar to Alyssa Nair, uh, played a little bit through maybe not 100 percent fitness right during the Olympics, lingering injury that she had sustained early in the 2021 NWSL season and uh, never played again <laughs> for all the, the rest of the uh, the season after the Olympics. So, again, probably a player that they want to get in there to see how she is progressing with her uh, rehabilitation of her knee injury. And uh, I also like that we went kind of ambitious here a little bit and selected a player like Jalen Howell, who just got drafted in the NWSL draft by racing Louisville FC out of Florida state university. And we're reintroducing a familiar name for people that has sort of fell off a little bit in Morgan Gatra because we're talking about successful club seasons and Morgan Gatra was a player that we were talking 
talking about constantly for the Chicago Red Stars and the type of performances that she was putting together over 2021 for that team. But I like this group here. And again, similar to all those defenders, I would like to see every single one of these players called into these camps. We've only called up eight midfielders in 2021, eight midfielders. This this midfield unit and core for Vlako Andonovsky has it has been consistent over the last few months um, because there's a, a lot of players here. I mean, you touched on Julie Ertz and then Andy Sullivan making a seamless transition into that defensive midfield position. Lindsay Horan, who now wears the number 10 jersey, she's taking that over from Carly Lloyd there. Uh, Kat Macario, even um, Rose Lavelle in the midfield. Christy Mewis has been a constant for this midfield unit. And because of that, I think it allows for the opportunity to bring in a player like Jalen Howell, who has been at January camp before she was there in 2021. So why not bring her back this year? Because she can play alongside players like Rose Lavelle, Andy Sullivan, Kat Macario, um, and get that experience in the midfield with some of these other national team players. Uh, we saw Ashley Sanchez called up at the end of 2021 for the November friendlies against Australia. She didn't get a lot of time there. Um, I, I wish she had more. Maybe we'll even see her in the forward mix. I could see that happening, but I like her in the midfield and I want to see her get time there. And this is a good opportunity. Imagine a midfield with uh, Andy Sullivan, Rose Lavelle, Ashley Sanchez in the mix. I like that. I like that a lot. Um, Christy Mewis for me on this list is someone that was at the Olympics in 2021. She was in Tokyo, but she she's missing something. So if she's not on this roster list, I'm not going to be totally surprised. However, if she is I'm not going to be surprised either. So that's maybe a little anticlimactic. <laughs> wild card, right? Like yeah, she was my wild card though, because yeah. I could see Vlaco being like, "Yeah, yeah, you're in the mix. Just keep coming. We'll see what happens." But she's also maybe not performing at the highest level as I would have liked to see. She's not consistently getting starts or consistently getting uh, a lot of minutes when she's been playing under Vlaco Andonovsky, even in these friendlies. Um, and then, of course, Morgan Gattrall, you threw in there. If anyone that has listened to Attacking Third this year, we are high on her. And, and we like to hang our hats on Morgan Gattrall because she is a player for Chicago that so consistent in the midfield, doing everything on both sides of the ball. So for her to get this nod and come back into the mix for the national team, this could be pretty fun. But um, I think Jalen Howell, she, she will be there. I'm going to yes. say that. And my wild card is going to be Christy Mewis, honestly. I'm into that. I like that for sure. Let's take a look at the uh, the forwards here, the front line, the high octane, right? The energy, the goal scores that everybody likes to tune in and take a look at. We've got all of the mainstays as usual. We would like to see them back in January camps with Megan Rapino, Alex Morgan, Kristen Press, Tobin Heath. But uh, we're really curious to see if uh, a lot of these newer names that got called up at the end of 2021 are going to be included. Somebody like Ashley Hatch, Sophia Smith, uh, Margaret Purse, Bethany Balser, Morgan Weaver. We're going to include me official in this one. We're going to we're, we're being ambitious here. We want to see if Mal Pugh and Trinity Rodman are going to be included in this January camp as well after being two opt outs for those Australia friendlies. See if those invites will be extended to them for this January camp. But I think we've got a good mix here, Lisa. I think this is uh, echoes 
similar to the defenders where we wanted to have a lot of options in this one and have a mix of those veterans have a mix of those players kind of in, in the middle, right? Getting looks, but still in the early stage and some players who are still, uh, you know, in the hunt to, to really make that lasting impression uh, on the coaching staff who sticks out here for you or who's, or who's a wild card otherwise. Well, this is a hefty group of players that we have 13 listed here to go at 2021. There was five forwards. So we were very, very ambitious in our forward list. But uh, when you look at the younger players that got time in 2021, Ashley Hatch, Sophia Smith, Mallory Pugh, uh, Margaret Purse, even at forward, um, I'm going to throw Bethany Balser in there as well. It, they have to be in this January camp. But then you also can't forget about Alex Morgan, Kristen Press, Tobin Heath, uh, Megan Rapino. So they're also going to be there. It's this might we might see more than five called in for the January camp at this forward position. Uh, I, I think maybe uh, my wild card here might be Morgan Weaver. Um me official as well. Uh, we did throw her name in there. She was a top draft pick this year, but um, I, I could see Vlako Andonovsky wanting to give uh, official time with her NWSL club first time in the professional game first. She has played with youth national teams in the past, so she has that experience, but um, official's definitely my wild card here and kind of like, yeah, a guess really like this. I would, I would agree with you. See yeah. If there's an unlimited cap of roster spots for this camp, sure. She should get called in, but realistically probably not. Um, uh, but that's to be said. I mean, you touched on Trinity Rodman and Mallory Pugh who opted out at the end um, in November in 2021. I think they'll be called back in. I think we could see them go. I think Trinity Rodman should attend. Um, I, I know she opted out, but depending on kind of, where those chips fall to have Trinity Rodman in this camp would be really big for her, for her career, uh, for the national team, for world cup qualifiers. She can provide so much to this team. Um, of course, we'll have to see on that. And Lynn Williams, a, a player that was an alternate for Tokyo and ultimately got moved up to the full roster and saw time in Tokyo and proved herself and had a great club season. Um, I, Lynn Williams is one that, will definitely be on this roster, but I'm excited to see how she performs at the January camp, how she performs at the She Believes Cup, how she performs in 2022 to see if she can make that World Cup roster for Black Antonovsky. But yeah. overall, Sandra, I like our picks that we have here. I love our wish list that we laid out. I do too. And that's why it's called a wish list, right? Because we got to choose so many names. We're like, oh, if you're going to pick like 30, why don't we just go for like 40 and call it a day? I love that. Same same energy that we had going in, going into this one. And I'm in agreement with you 100% on on both uh, me official being kind of a, a, wild, a wild card there and, and Lynn Williams as well being included. I mean, Lynn Williams is a forward who has been called in constantly since head coach Flacco Andonofsky took over the reins of this national team. Would not be surprised to see her get called up in this January camp as well. But yeah, ambitious. I mean, we do know about head coach Black Ondanowski that he is a former NWSL coach. He is a head coach that absolutely values the and, and uh, the importance of club play and believes in NWSL and, and what its platform is to do, which is to be this, this league year-round for players to continue their development. So I wouldn't be surprised if maybe some of these players that uh, we called uh, onto this list here 
maybe not get a call in right away in January, mm-hmm. but maybe later on when they've got some uh, club play under their belts. The uh, youngest picks that we went with for this January camp, it's Jalen Howell, Naomi Girma, Mia Official, Bethany Balser, Morgan Weaver, Trinity Rodman. Also, I'm going to include Mal Pugh in that. I think she's mm-hmm. clocked. 23 so a ton of young players that we could potentially see here in this camp i'm excited for it lisa i can't wait for us to actually get a chance to talk about and react to the official list when it drops uh, me too but it's always fun to put out our wish list well a little competition there see if we're right see if we're wrong when the official roster drops and, and we'll jump on and give everyone a recap when that roster does happen because hey 2022 is here uh it it's happening and we are excited to cover it attacking third heading into the new year. Um, Andrew, it's been such a joy doing this with you. And, and we looked back at 2021 and now we're looking at the future for this team for 2022 and all it has to offer. But this January camp is really the, the starting off point for this team when it comes to the new year and for world cup chances at, at winning the world cup, right? Like that's the long-term goal for this team for the yeah. next two years. Absolutely. And we're going to keep following that uh, along the way into 2022 and beyond. It's been a it's been a blast. Happy New Year to everyone. Celebrate safely uh, when you get a chance to. We want to thank you all, as always, for listening to us. Hope you continue on this journey with us in 2022. Follow us on Twitter at Attacking Third. We're on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, and anywhere you're listening to your podcast shows. If you leave us a five-star review on Spotify now with our new feature, and if you have any questions for us, you can leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts with a question, and we'll answer it during our mailbag segment. We're also available as video, and you can subscribe to us on YouTube. Visit youtube.com slash Attacking Third. From Lisa and I, we want to wish everyone a happy new year. We'll be back next year with more interviews, coverage, and everything else you can imagine. For Sandra Rada and Lisa Roman, this was Attacking Third. The chilling new original docuseries on Paramount+. Plus. Why did he kill his family? The answer lies across the ocean in a woman named Sylvie. She's a can model. Where desire leads to deception. I ended up spending twelve and fifteen thousand dollars a day. It was addictive. I can't get you out. And obsession leads to murder. Who did this to your family? You can't really maintain a fantasy forever. Control all desire. Now streaming on Paramount Plus.